This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 20 hours. Which, which one of you guys? Which one of you guys have been away for twenty hours? I live here. Yeah, what wasn't you? You guys are in my living room right now. You've been on break for what? Twelve hours? Or has it been that long? Eleven hours. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. I'm still, you know, here every day. Did you get, did you get a nice rest? You- <laughs> I, I did. I, I still have a, a code in my doze. You know how you play. And I know you're only asking me because you didn't have a nice. Relationship. Oh no, it's 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 fine. Um, it's it, you get past a certain point and then you're just slap happy. Then you just oh, you know what? It's good to see all six of you in the room this morning. It's it's fantastic. Uh, and then you realize when you read the news and talk about the news, you're not having the worst day mm. by far. So. You know what do we have? What do we have to do in a day? We have to make sure headphones work. We have to make sure microphones work. Uh, hey, is that soundbite going to be the right soundbite? We, we okay, don't, we don't have to find a vein. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. And, and then not, don't, even, not even in ten tries. And and then we don't have to answer to the entire country when we can't find. That was the number one story for about three hours in the national news. That he didn't get executed. Idaho couldn't. Idaho can't find a vein. Again, I point this out. Let that be a lesson to all of you who want to commit crime, and say, oh, you know, jail's not so bad. They can't find veins. <laughs> Heads up. A state known for mining, and they couldn't find a vein. I want to get a gender transition and have the state pay for it. They can't find a vein. Just, just so you know. Oh, I see. You might walk out with it. That's that's our new medical strategy. In this, in this state. Might walk out with a different set of ears. Be specific. <laughs> oh, it's Mister McClegg with a a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> I um, it, it's it happens. It happens. It, it happened to my mom a couple times. Uh, my mom wasn't was uh, was overweight. She had weight issues, and it was very difficult for them to find uh, veins on her to start a uh, to start an IV. So it happens. Now they were trying to administer medicine, mm-hmm. and when you're in the hospital or when you're taken into the ER, when, when for those of you that that got uh, vaccinated when you were in the service, uh, they don't care about your pain. They don't care what kind of discomfort you have. If you're giving blood, if you're giving platelets, if you're getting blood drawn, they don't care. Oh, you're going to you're going to have a little bit of a stick. That's a warning, but they actually don't care how much pain you have. Up mm. oh, went right through the vein there. Oopsie. And it happens. It happens to all of them. Yeah. You know, but when you get to the level of death penalty, well, now you got the ACLU watching. Nowhere else do they put lidocaine over the site that they're about to inject. Because, again, the entire process of the death penalty is to make this as pain-free as possible, unlike the person they're trying to put down. And that, that gives us the level of moral authority of ahead of them, just, just one level, so to speak. But then, 
when you when you when you go through the news and go, well, wait a second, I could have sworn was it was it last year? I think it was last year. It was last year there was an interesting topic where they they authorized death. Uh, they they authorized a firing squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? You know, apparently it takes longer than a year to uh, get that ready. What? Here's the answer. Idaho law provides for. Uh, uh, execution by lethal injection or firing squad now. Uh, we do not have uh, the facilities or physical capabilities of carrying out firing squad, um, and, and we'll continue to work on, on those efforts. We don't have the facilities or physical capability of carrying out a firing squad. We, we do. It's just we don't have the lawful ones. There's gun ranges. Right. Do you know? You can even off- give a guy, a, you know, a running start. I mean, <laughs> but that, that's but that's not. But it's not apocalypto. But, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> Lawfully, that's not the the way we can do it. You have to have a particular facility, and uh, you know, and, and there are a lot of rules. I, we were looking through, trying to find yesterday. So, so by the way, Derek, you now have a goal. You have a mission today. Give you have to a mission this morning. Find me the specs. Find me the specifications of a firing squad facility as put forth by Idaho law. And here's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that I don't know if there's going to be a, 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 a wood pole or not. What was, the, what was the TV show? You can't do that on television. That was a TV show, right? Yeah. I mean, but there was a skit where they would never com- executing anyone. Well, there was a skit where they would commonly have a. Uh, it was it was the warden and the prisoner, mm. and all the kid was trying to get the adult to do was say the word fire. You know, that, that's all they were like every single day. And I have no idea why I'm remembering that particular skit right now. But uh, that's probably from the '80s, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because they wouldn't do that anymore. No, no. You can't make fun of firing squad. Why? You can't do that in America. Well, it was Canadian. So, yeah, good point. therefore, funny. So, you, you, you have uh, this. Yeah, sure, you betcha. I, I imagine there's a uh, there's a stake in the ground where they can you know secure the uh, the prisoner to, mm. and I imagine that there's got to be some place safe for uh, observers to yeah. watch, again, from a safe distance. And then maybe ear protection, possibly ear protection, because yeah. you, you're going to have five to seven people firing something. Either they're going to fire a live round or they're going to fire a fake round. Whatever. But outside of that, I have no idea how far from the prisoner they have to be. No. It's, it's really kind of odd that there are such specifics about it. I don't know if there are any. Other than I know there's gun ranges all over the place, and they are legal gun ranges. You know, people do pay to go there. So I I have a number of questions. What's this bayonet for? (laughs) Oh, I just use it as a letter opener. That's just for after. Yeah. Yeah. I I have this nifty little knife on the end of my rifle just in Mm -hmm. case I come across a stake. But we're talking. Or a, you know, post office. We talked about it the entire... um, we talked about the entire show yesterday. Didn't talk about anything else. People wanted to talk just about this and where to go from here. And there actually is, a, believe it or not, a number of cases where this has happened before. And we'll get into that later on in the program. We also have men's basketball tickets. There's only two home games left. There's only two. This is it, man. Remember when basketball season started? 
I do. It was so adorable. Yeah. It was just so cute. We had just had Halloween, as I recall. Gosh. And now it's almost gone. Ah, time flies. They get so big. 614. I mean, basketball players do. (laughs) Sports brought to you by the Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. Good grief. How'd you get that tall? Your dad's 5'9". Chef Wally one day will be 5'9". As of right (laughs) now, he's not. Uh, Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. (laughs) Check in for, for breakfast. According to Dirk Cutter's contract as the new offensive coordinator for the Boise State football team, he will start work officially on Friday. His contract will end January 17th of next year, and he will make $460,000, which comes out to $10,000 a week for 46 weeks. The Boise State women's basketball team lost 63-57 on the road Wednesday to Nevada-Las Vegas, the number 24-ranked team in the nation. The Runnin' Rebels are 25-2 and overall this season and 15-1 and in conference, good for first place. The Broncos are now 19-10 and overall and 10-6 and in the Mountain West. As of this morning, they're in third place in the conference, tied with Wyoming behind UNLV in New Mexico. Tatum Thompson led Boise State Wednesday with 14 points. Maya Hansen had 12. Thompson and Abby Muse each pulled down seven rebounds, and Hansen dished out four assists. The Broncos play next on Saturday at 2 p.m. against Air Force. That'll be at Extra Mile Arena in Boise. That's sports. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Trying to figure out what my uh, studio improvement uh, mission is going to be today. Lights yesterday. It was lights yesterday. Oh, yeah, it's true. You did do lights. good. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. Hey. All right. Welcome in, folks. My name's Nate Shellman. I normally perform for you guys in the afternoons, but here I am with the wake-up crew. Mike We're Casper. here at the Playboy Club in Chicago with Hugh Hefner. Man. Just give me a little freshen up there, Chris. Coming up, we'll have some jazz from Charles Mingus. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Derek. Norman Mailer will hey. read us his latest article. Hang on. <laughs> and Sammy Davis Jr. will entertain. Mm. You're a good friend of mine. Sit back and enjoy yourself. If you're looking for any, uh, if you're looking for any IV drips, don't go to jail. <laughs> They're having difficulties this week. Wow. Yeah. What? Some guy said to me yesterday, geez, they couldn't kill Crete. They, they sure killed Epstein fast enough. <laughs> Oh, the jokes. The jokes are many. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I charged uh, I charged Derek with, with just something because Sophie said something to me yesterday. You know, our, our support staff here is actually more famous than we are. And Interesting. <laughs> yes. And Sophie said, I can't find the facility specs anywhere for firing squad in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, that's I'm all. having trouble too. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, it's, you have trouble working the computer. That's true. I'm challenged. Technology challenge. But so far, within four minutes, I'm watching Derek over there sweating, swearing. It's like he, yeah. he looks like he's doing his taxes. Well, you haven't seen me do my taxes. <laughs> it's worse. How close have you gotten? <laughs> Not close. I mean, I'm I'm on Wikipedia now, which is my last resort. Oh well, I mean, now, now you're just now you're just I, why don't you just go across the street and. <laughs> Ask the guy by the bushes. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's on have, Wikipedia. It, it, maybe they haven't figured it out yet. Maybe that's why we can't find it. Anymore. So it's very vague. I went to the I went to the rules, the Idaho law, the book, the actual bills, and started looking. And 
they're very vague. They say it's now an option. Firing squad is now an option. Sure. Here, here's the amendment, 182.4. Uh, but there's no specific that I can find so far, far rules to I, specific to Idaho. Now, Wikipedia goes back and it says it's a group of soldiers who are usually instructed to fire simultaneously, yeah, thus got, preventing both. You've seen that. Got that. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy like, to find. I know what a firing squad is. Right. I know from Mad Magazine. I mean, Sergio Aragonés used to do these uh, cartoons of firing squads all the time. Yeah. Where basically the guy has a cigarette and a blindfold mm-hmm. and he's standing in front of a brick wall. And that's all there is to it. Why the blindfold? And everybody else has like yeah. a French Foreign Legion uh, yeah. uh, uniform on. All right, no, you're I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to keep working yeah. on it. Don't worry. I got you're hours. You're not done because I had a state official tell, well, everybody, not everybody, didn't tell me specifically, told everybody, we didn't have the facilities. They're like, wait a second, I have a membership to a, to a gun range. Yeah. And there are many outdoor and indoor gun ranges, you know, in case weather's a thing. All right, there, there's different uh, different sizes gun range. There's a hundred yard gun range, indoor gun range. There's there's fifty uh, yard gun ranges. There's there's all kinds of gun ranges, indoor, outdoor. Can you rent them out? Oh sure, no, honestly, that that's not a dumb question. I had a birthday party at one. <laughs> oh my, yeah, yeah that's true. I heard. mean, we got there sober. I've heard we about left it. sober, and then we weren't sober later on the night. But while you're at the gun range. Usually a good idea to be sober. Yeah. There's a gun range out in Parma, and I know that they were hosting a wedding one weekend. Yeah. And it was it was fun because they said that... Uh, was there a shotgun involved? Uh, well, <laughs> a shotgun wedding. <laughs> Actually, uh, at the end of the wedding, when they pronounced them uh, husband and wife, uh, several people shot uh, uh, machine guns into the air because they had actual machine guns that okay. people could use. Like blank rounds. Uh, let's hope. I don't think so. Cause, okay, because when you shoot those bullets up in the air... There's, okay. a lot of, there's a lot of open space. What in goes park. up? Sure, but it still comes down. Yeah, true. Yeah. KBY News Time, 627. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBY. And a number of people are very creative with how they would put a prisoner down. <laughs> and like I said... It's not a problem figuring out how to kill someone. We know how to do that. Lawfully. The the problem is getting legal permission to do so. And talked about this for a, for a long time yesterday afternoon. The term cruel and unusual punishment applies when putting someone to death. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to save someone's life, it doesn't matter how much pain they feel. <laughs> if you've been to the dentist, you know. I guess so. Honestly, if, if you've been to the doctor's office, hey, for whatever checkup they do, they don't care how much discomfort you feel. They're not trying to kill you. They're trying to help you. They're trying to find something to diagnose and, and help you. But when it comes to putting someone to death, the state, the government has a, has a very, Whoa. very specific walk they have to, uh, they have to accomplish. No pain whatsoever. Wow. As sterile as possible. Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. And again, th- th- there are, you know, a-, a billion people out there who think that isn't fair. Why should they be painless when they caused a lot of pain to other people? And and that's my answer to that is because we aren't the monster. True. They are. The person who's being put down is the monster. Don't behave like them. Right. Don't behave 
just like what you hate. You know, the person who is being sentenced to death, for whatever reason, took someone's life. The state or federal government, whomever it is, if they decide that they're going to take someone's life, they're doing it after days, hours of argument back and forth Mm -hmm. as to, well, uh, this comes after... And completely lawfully. This comes after the person's found guilty of a capital crime. True. And then, okay, does their crime necessitate death penalty? Once you, well, once you get there, then you, you do all the arguments as to what the punishment will be. Sentencing. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless phone. Talking more about this as Thomas Creech... Uh, I, I, I guess he got to uh, watch some of those episodes on Netflix that he uh, that he didn't get around to. <laughs> well, Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper the rest of the week. Although we, tomorrow might be different. Tomorrow just might be just a smidge different. Oh, it's going to oh, be different. It, it's, it? it's Friday. It should be a little sure, different. Sure. You want to sit in the chair? Is the chair available? Which chair are you talking about? Because <laughs> okay. I'm looking up a lot of chairs. Derek's been looking up, uh, trying to find the Idaho specs for firing squad. Yeah, this mm. is rough. This is rough. But I did okay. find an, a firing squad execution chair. I just got to find out where to buy it. I haven't been to Amazon yet. What, are you shopping office furniture? Sort of. I mean, sort of, yes. It's wild. Why would they sell an execution chair to the general public? Well, they don't. That's what I'm trying to find. That's probably, that there are pictures. Y- you could probably market it as that, but it's just a chair. Well, true. Ultimately. You know, what I'm getting is a chair with head restraint, leg restraint, arm restraint, black sandbags to match the color of the chair. You, you could use Breaker, brown, I guess. You ever see Breaker Morant? No. Well, then never mind. Uh, Wait, hold on a second. Did you just say you're trying to find matching sandbags? Well, I don't... Shut up! Like to keep just find me sandbags. Just find me same. regular sandbags. Stop trying to decorate. Just try... What, it, it, what, the, walls are re- bl- the walls are black, so I was trying do to Do you really want somebody walking into the firing squad chamber and the first thought they have is, gee, this looks nice? No, but you want the focus to be on the individual, not the apparatus. So I'm making it all blend. The back is... You are why government gets out of control. People like you. People like you are what makes meetings longer. That's probably true. We, we should we should really do... What shade of black is that? We should really match the sand in the same shade black bag. That's what we should do. The pictures show hey, that. Come on. We, we need detail-oriented people in this society. So it's a, So it's like a... Well, no, that was yesterday. The need for that was yesterday. <laughs> now we're just goofing. What yeah. they, but, by the way, what they did in Ohio when they couldn't find a vein, they surgically went in a week later and found a vein. Oh, so that's probably the plan, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's one plan. I wonder what Creech is doing I mean, today, because you know he didn't have plans. Now that now the kitchen's got to make one more meal. Yeah, there we go. What are you going to do on Friday? Probably had to clean up his room first because you know he left that a mess. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to be here to clean this up. I'll leave that for some. Ah, oh, shoot. Ah, oh, gosh. I have to go back. Give a mop. Hello. 
Had a letter. Got to rewrite that. Uh, it's a whole thing. Sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly, Downtown Cuna, Chef Wally, waking up, getting ready to cook you all kinds of fantastic menu items. We're going to read a couple of them off here uh, coming up later on in the morning. But sports now. The Boise State women's softball team plays at number 7 Stanford tonight at 6.30 p.m. It's the first of five games the Broncos will play in the DeMarini Invitational. Friday, Boise State will play number 3 Georgia at 3.30 p.m. Then they will play a second game against the Cardinal at 6.30 p.m. Saturday at noon, the Broncos will play Cal at Stanford. Then Sunday at 2, they will play Cal again, this time in Berkeley. The Boise State tennis teams are both in action this weekend. The men's team heads to Tempe, Arizona to participate in the Diablo College Tennis Invitational. They'll face number 23 Arizona State Friday evening and either Grand Canyon University or number 9 Arizona on Saturday. The women's team will play number 24 Wisconsin in Madison Friday and stay in Madison to play DePaul Saturday. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper. I feel comfortable in saying this. Mike Casper will be back in studio next week. Oh, on Monday, huh? Next week. Oh, Possibly Monday. You said Monday. I said next week. All right. Uh, and, and again, for those of you that uh, may, may not have heard, uh, Mike Casper taking some time away from uh, from work to be with his family, losing his uh, losing his father earlier this week. Um, but uh, we you know we miss him. Nothing but love for the family. He will be back, and uh, I'll be happy to have him back. For, yeah, for, you for a number of reasons. Actually, get some sleep. Nah. In theory. Charles Brooks. Charles Brooks was the first person executed by lethal injection in what year? That is your damn near impossible trivia question. If you know the answer to that question, you could win a pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelheads take on the Utah Grizzlies Friday. Friday at uh, at Idaho Central Credit Union Arena. So... Charles Brooks became the first person executed by lethal injection in the United States in what year? Know that sometime in the eight o'clock hour. Coming up, uh, we we have the we have a number of responses: the governor response, the ACLU response, and the response from Attorney General Raul Labrador as to yesterday's non. Lethal injection, mm-hmm. not being able to find an IV on Thomas Creech. And what a number of people, our reaction to it, a number of your reaction to it, 208-336-3700. News, next. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper will be back in studio next week. Nate Shellman filling in today. Chris Walton filling in for Chris Walton. Not a difficult job. No, no. Taking a look around, Mitch McConnell's going to step down in November from Senate leadership. Supreme Court's going to hear the uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, presidential immunity case. And Illinois now wants to take Donald Trump off the ballot. So 
Just a couple headlines for you this morning. Of course, yesterday, Thomas Creech was scheduled to be executed by lethal injection yesterday. However, did that, not did not happen. That did not happen and quickly became the number one news story in the country. A time frame for next steps is unknown, says Idaho Director of Corrections Josh T. Walt, but the death warrant is being allowed to expire because a medical team could not start an IV anywhere on Thomas Creech's body. Attempted eight times uh, through multiple limbs and appendages uh, to establish IV access. But they could not get a vein almost an hour after starting. The execution was called off. Two arms, neck, legs, legs. Feet. Those are the ones I know of. I hesitate to wonder what the ones you don't know of are. You know what? I, I, I'm, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I, I think then you start getting into cruel and unusual. Uh, there we go. So again, which is the which which is the did, standard that did, did you try his beep? Yep. However, what's going to happen now? Why did it happen? Why did it happen? Faith leaders and supporters stood clutching signs on... Mr. Creech, at this time, is back in his cell in F-Block. We are planning to allow the death warrant to expire because we don't anticipate a change in status or circumstance that would allow us to continue with the execution today. What they encountered in some instances was an access issue. Uh, but in others where they could establish uh, access, they were unable. Uh, it was a vein quality issue. So they may have been able to start an IV, but may not have been able to find a vein strong enough to carry the lethal injection drugs. To the heart. Correct. So mm-hmm. they may have gotten access. They may have been able to start an IV, but then weren't able to finish the job. Gotcha. And the flippant side of me says, you know, they didn't need the thing for weeks. Aren't all sides of you kind of flippant? Yeah. Okay. They, they only needed a good 10 minutes. True. It's all, it's all they needed. Derek? I just, I wonder when option B comes into play. I mean, I know they don't have the facility built for the firing squad, but it, this, this doesn't sound like it'll work. His veins are missing. Well, no, they're there. He's. I mean, if they were missing, he would already be dead, and we probably wouldn't have a story. You know, the, they're the, there somewhere. The death warrant thing for somebody who's been uh, sentenced to to death is is very weird because essentially what it says is you have until such and such date at midnight to kill him, and if you're unable to do so, he gets to live. They could go back to court and reapply for another death warrant. It's the yeah. government. Well, true. If the government wants your money, they're going to try and take your money. If the government is trying to carry out the sentence of death... Why are there so many things to which the answer is, it's the government? Yeah. It's just it, the way they do it. It's just the way they do it. When, when they want something, they'll do everything they can to get something. And in this case, it's carrying out the sentence of death. And there's been uh, there's been responses to... Uh, to what happened yesterday at the Idaho Department of Corrections, uh, Attorney General Raul Labrador issued a statement saying, Justice has now been delayed again following the medical inability to execute Thomas Creech. Today's a sad day for the families of his victims. Yeah, he was out there. He, he did not look happy. And a continuation of the pain they've endured for almost five decades. Those victims include, but are not limited to, David Dale Jensen, Edward Thomas Arnold, 
John Wayne Bradford, Gordon Lee Stanton, Charles Thomas Miller, William Joseph Dean, Sandra Jane Ramamug. Really? Ramzamug. Richard Stuart McKenzie and Vivian Grant Robinson. Thomas Creech has told his story to a curious and accommodating media for 49 years. However, time and again, he committed many cowardly and evil acts of violence. Our duty is to seek justice for the many victims and their families who experienced the brutality and senselessness of his actions. This is all Labrador statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was the end of it. That was the end of Labrador's statement. Actually fairly short for him. Yes. However, the, the ACLU uh, statement... And I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to watch your face. (laughs) Leo Morales, ACLU executive director. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pause on this. We're tied on time. I'm going to pause on this. All right. We'll uh, we'll probably wind up uh, getting to this just after bottom of the hour news. Don't stop watching my face. No, no, no. (laughs) We'll 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 get to this after bottom of the hour news. We're gonna we're gonna do a quick uh, early uh, early morning pre market report uh, coming up and. The ACLU statement is fantastic. However, KBOI News Time, 713. Time for sports. Brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. Chef Wally got up early, prepped, and he's ready. He's ready right now with bacon, eggs, gravy, coffee, whatever you need. Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. What are we doing here? Two weeks ago, Caitlin Clark of the University of Iowa became the all-time NCAA women's basketball scoring leader. Wednesday, in a 108-60 to win over Minnesota, Clark became the all-time overall women's scoring leader. She passed the 3,649 points scored by Lynette Woodard at Kansas from 1977 to 1981. At that time, the NCAA did not govern women's college sports. Instead, they were part of the Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women, known as the AIAW. If Clark scores at least 18 points before the season is over, she will be the all-time college basketball points leader, surpassing the men's record set by Pete Maravich at Louisiana State in just three seasons from 1967 to 1970, back when freshmen were not eligible to play varsity. According to Dirk Cutter's contract as the new offensive coordinator for the Boise State football team, he will start work officially on Friday. His contract will end January 17th of next year, and he will make $460,000 or $10,000 a week for 46 weeks. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Now, Derek thinks he's going to retire. Interesting. Dow Futures up 86 right now. Bitcoin hovering somewhere around 63,000. And uh, Jeremiah Bates, what's going on? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll shelve Bitcoin conversation for a moment. Let's talk on what's <laughs> happened in the futures market. <laughs> so, hey, we're seeing a bit of a positive reaction to the the PCE, which is, again, we have the CPI, which is a consumer price index. The PCE is essentially the Federal Reserve, our central bank's preferred measure of inflation. And really, the PCE is just a broader scope, a little bit more a, a dynamic, kind of looks a bit more nuanced uh, categories of spending. And again, it's the Fed's preferred measure. So that's why it's a bit important. And 
it came in right in line with expectations, which I'm a bit surprised to see that we're seeing a, this positive reaction to this report. But if you kind of look at underneath the hood is what's happening in there, you're starting to see, you did see a little bit of uh, dropping in spending, particularly for the U.S. consumer. So it just, which again, I don't think it's a, it's a surprise because you're looking at, obviously, prices are still kind of high. You're seeing interest rates still high. Not a surprise to see consumers tightening their belt a little bit. You're starting to see some categories that are having larger drops than others, particularly purchases in motor vehicles. So we saw the largest drop in motor vehicle purchases since the since mid-2021. We're starting to see a bigger decline in the demand for goods and more spending in services. And that's kind of reflected in the conversation we had yesterday talking about the performance of your cruise lines. We're starting to see this trend, this trend change where it was strictly good spendings when we were in the height of COVID and kind of on the, on the heels of that. And now things are going towards services, but. Bottom line is, this is right in line with expectations. What uh, economists were anticipating wasn't a surprise to the upside or the downside. What I do think markets might be paying a little bit closer attention to is that uh, jobless claims for the week ending in February 2024, for February 2024, that came a little bit higher than anticipated. Those job jobless claims rose. Now, of course, that's one thing that our Fed officials are watching very, very closely is the jobs. And if people, if the job market's still strong, people are still having significantly high income or income increases, that would then likely translate into, into increased inflation. But we didn't see an increase this report. So we're obviously seeing a bit of, bit of positive reaction. In my opinion, this does not change the Federal Reserve's approach toward interest rates because they are steadfast with 2%. And if we're looking at the core inflation report, it's about 2.5%. So we still have a little ways to go, but it certainly reinforces that this view that interest rates aren't going to be moving. uh, They're not going to be moving anytime soon. So I anticipate if there is a rate cut, it's going to happen closer to the end of summer going into the fourth quarter. And that's what markets are essentially pricing in. But again, we had a little bit of a down day yesterday, not significant. Markets are relatively flat. We're seeing most of those losses recovered here in futures market. Now, if we want to get into the, <laughs> if we want to get into this cryptocurrency space, Bitcoin's on a tear. It's up almost 24% over the past week. It's up over $63,000 a token. And you got to remember, we're not too far. It's not too far off of its all time high of 69,000. There's a lot of money pouring in. Um, Sit some- down. Derek is certainly excited. I know he's got some, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to, I don't want to give some exposure to the uh, alternative coins that he owns out there, but you know, listen, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of advocates for the cryptocurrency space. It's a bit speculative in my opinion. So again, when you're an investor, I think, um, you, you take it for what it is. It's going to be volatile. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. You're going to have huge swings up, huge swings down. You could easily see, I mean, even yesterday, it was hovering towards 63,000. It dropped under 60,000, I think, at one point. So again, it just, it's representative of what we know Bitcoin is. It's going to, it's going to have high ups, high downs. It's a bit of a wild ride, but it is, given its stance, it's becoming more of a legitimate asset class, in my opinion. Um, you know, some people think it's like, well, what is Bitcoin? There's nothing behind it. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, there, there is something to be said about that. But if you look at the younger generation of investors, they have they have adopted this. And if you factor in the the exchange traded funds that make it much easier for someone to just go buy, get exposure to Bitcoin through these vehicles, just through their their brokerage account, their IRAs, their IRA accounts. 
That was a huge tailwind for Bitcoin. It took a little bit of time for that to kind of shake out, for it to get its legs. As soon as it did, we saw that just ticking up, that momentum just continue really week over week. And here we are. We're over $63,000 a token. Again, I would my call going into the year is that Bitcoin is probably going to reach all-time highs, just given the, the clarity from the SEC. We're getting a little bit more transparency on, yeah. transparency on the regulation side of things. Not, and I sound like I'm an advocate for Bitcoin, <laughs> but it's just the reality of the situation. But again, I, I would say uh, investors be cautious, have a strategy going into cryptocurrency. If you want to go get some exposure to it, that's fine. But also uh, keep a keep a reasonable mindset when you're going into this. Don't let greed or fear of missing out dictate how big you go into Bitcoin or if you go into it at all. Opening bell coming up in moments. Jeremiah Bates will check in with you in about an hour. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. All morning, text Broncos to 208-336-3700 and be put in the running. We're going to draw for a pair of tickets to this Saturday's game at Extra Mile Arena against New Mexico. That game is sold out. So this may be the only way you can possibly get tickets. However, the KBY Morning Show has a pair of tickets to give away today and tomorrow. Have you noticed an uptick in the uh, tickets? I have. In the, in the, absen- in the absence of Mike Casper? <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. He usually, he usually tries to purloin... I mean... Uh, Obtain. Uh, usually, he, just he, takes he, mine. Yeah, he usually just takes your ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually just takes mine for his personal use, not not to give away to, on air, but just, just for nice, him. Nice way to say that, thief. Yeah, that's not a nice way, but that is accurate. It's fact, thief. And you egg him on. You let him do it. No, I just pretty much sit here. Uh huh. We have the audio. <laughs> I haven't got rid of. It. <laughs> I I think the quote was "Screw that guy." Was it? Was that it? Uh, that does not sound like something I would say. Now, I, oh, we, we'll go, I will find that. Let's check the tape. Or I'll AI it, one of the two. Uh, I, do, ch- I do like those commercials. <laughs> That's not what I said. No, no, let's check the tape. Let's check the tape. Oh, no. Let's go back. And, gosh, one of the, uh, one of the feedbacks, uh, one of the messages I've, I've received mm-hmm. since yesterday, and, and, and this, this, this entire story hasn't been 24 hours old yet. Uh, there were a lot of people that were just how how could the how could we not start an IV? It happens. Not starting it, not being able to start an IV while rare happens. And for everybody who's called in, who's either been in the service or been in the hospital or been in the ER or or been in you know wherever they've had to start an IV, again they don't care. Um, This is overstating, by the way. But they don't care about your level of pain. If you've tried to give blood and they've they've blown a vein or, you know, gone through a vein, again, that's an accident. But when it happens, when trying to carry out a lethal injection, the, the standard for cruel and unusual punishment is so incredibly high, it puts future death penalty lethal injections at risk. Because the ACLU is waiting, waiting for something to go wrong. ACLU issued a statement yesterday on Thomas Creech. Leo Morales, Executive Director, ACLU. Oh, 
This is where you're looking at my face, right? The failed execution of Thomas Creech calls attention to the additional reasons why the government should not be in the business of executing people. The system is inhumane, cruel, traumatizing, and ineffective, all while spending millions of dollars in a process that could have instead provided relief to murdered victims' families. ACLU of Idaho is against the death penalty in any situation, and today's botched execution is just one additional reason. We urge the state to call off any further attempts at execution and instead commute Mr. Creech's sentence to life in prison. Thomas Creech has consistently demonstrated signs of restitution, remorse, and contrition with his exemplary behavior for the past 30 years. Calling off any further attempts at execution is the right thing to do. No person should have to relive the trauma of what could potentially be another failed execution. Further attempts at execution will re-traumatize all involved. <sighs> yeah, a lot for you so, to sift through there, huh? So essentially, uh, because he's been very good in prison since the time when he beat someone to death with a sock full of batteries, it, 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 he he should he should be uh, commuted to life uh, in, in in prison now. Is that the deal? That would be uh, th- that would be what I'm gleaning from that as well. Okay, but I'm not done. So he he hasn't committed any crimes since he was done committing crimes. Paul Carlos Southwick, legal director of the ACLU. Uh huh. In addition to the ethical concerns around executing a harmless elderly man. The ACLU of Idaho has legal concerns with capital punishment's relationship with the Eighth Amendment. Hasn't known that many elderly men, I'm guessing. Which preserves the right to be free from cruel and unusual punishment. We argue there is no crueler punishment than the death at the hands of the state. We are also concerned about the government's lack of transparency in obtaining the expensive drugs used in the failed execution and how they plan moving forward. I'll give you a second. Sounds like they want to keep busy. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper back in studio next week, taking the taking the week off to be with family. Chris Walton in studio right now and hopefully next week and tomorrow. That, that's the plan, right? Uh, that's as okay. far as I know. That's Very going to happen, yeah. We got a couple of uh, we got a couple host switch hosts switching going on tomorrow. Okay, Derek is going to start the show. Derek's going to be your co-host what? for the first. Uh... <clears throat> hey, Derek, what? huh? You're, you're going to start the show. <laughs> okay. Here... I'm going to do what? <laughs> what time is that? You're going to well. I mean, it, it starts. The show starts just after six. Okay. Yeah, I should be here. Buddy. Yeah, until about eight thirty. And um, how about we announce at eight thirty? Who's going to be filling in tomorrow? Okay. Okay. Why not? It's kind of a big deal. No. Wait till he gets here. Don't, or she. Don't, or he. Don't tell them that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't tell them that. Yesterday's uh, botched. I think botched is a good word. You know, they, they tried to start an IV. They couldn't start an IV. And I want to get your reaction, Chris, to the ACLU. Uh and and their response to yesterday's uh, yesterday's failed lethal injection. Okay. Uh, namely the uh, the comment. In addition to ethical concerns around executing a harmless elderly man, 
That is a direct quote from Paul Carlos Southwick, ACLU Idaho legal director. ACLU is obviously against death penalty no matter what. Harmless elderly man. What's your response to that? Calling uh, Thomas Creech a harmless elderly man. I, I think uh, to call anyone a harmless elderly man, you probably haven't been around that many elderly men. Okay. They are, they are for the most part, very capable of not being harmless. But you're not, my reaction to this is you're, you're not punishing the person that's there now. You're not punishing them for their acts and how they are now. You're punishing them for the acts that they committed. You're punishing them for the life lives they took. Obviously, if they, you know, made it past that and then whatever the case might be, found Jesus, clothed, uh, clothed the needy, fed the hungry, so on and so forth, they still killed somebody. True. And that's what they're being punished for. They're not being punished for I, everything else they've done after that. I always bring up the, the, the defendant uh, who was on trial for murder mm-hmm. in uh, court and said, you know, you haven't even mentioned one time the 364 days last year that I didn't murder anybody. Right, right. I mean, I, I was really good up till just that, except for that one moment. Yeah. You know, so when when you have this, this credit system that some people want to believe is like, yeah, they murdered somebody, but you know what? On the other hand, they, they, they also, uh, uh, gosh, they, they also help old ladies cross the street. You know, it, it's not yeah. a credit system. That's that's not how it works, you know. Yeah, they might have killed somebody, but you know what? They regularly tip twenty five percent. That's that's it's, ah well then. It's not a yeah. You don't go well. I, I okay fine. Offsetting penalties, you know. Start to play over. That's only good for the NFL. That that's not good for real life. Gotcha. You're right. Because personally, I find it ridiculous when somebody actually does face mask somebody and uh, and damn near rip the helmet off of them, but. You know, somebody else was guilty of holding on the other side, so offsetting penalties. They're not mm-hmm. even the same. They're not even the same. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. 1-800-529-KBOI. What do you want to see change? What do you want to see implemented? What do you want Moving forward, KBOI News Time 7:56. Listen to KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. You can tell the game is sold out by the uh, and, and, and the interest going up. There's only two home games left. This Saturday's game against New Mexico is sold out. Tickets to give away. This morning and tomorrow morning for Bronco men's basketball. Want to get back to, uh, we have uncovered some specs on on uh, on firing squad chambers in other states. But before we get there, Charles Brooks. Charles Brooks was the first person executed by lethal injection in what year? If you know which year, when we ask in about half an hour, or less than half an hour, 208-336-3700, you could win a pair of tickets to see the Idaho Steelheads take on the Utah Grizzlies tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening at Extra Mile, uh, at, sorry, at, uh, at 
ICCU Arena. Now, Derek, you found specifications. Yeah, I went to South Carolina uh, to find this. The agency spent 53600 in state funding. They did some renovations, including the installation of bullet-resistant glass between the death chamber and the witnesses, a metal chair, some brickwork to hide the weaponry, that kind of thing. Uh, 15-foot aperture from the condemned, situated in the corner of the room, according to a memo released last month by the prison's agency. That's at 15 feet. It's pretty close. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They left the electric chair and covered it because they used the same room. Multi-use room. Interesting. So they got a they got a they got a bulletproof it. They got it the sandbag it. They because uh, you don't want ricochet. Sandbags shouldn't cost a lot of money. They should be more prepared next week. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman. Great this guy. Afternoon at three. Good guy. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Tell you what, man, that afternoon host Chris. You ever listen to that guy? <sighs> this station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. Nate Shellman is uh, just, I mean, my opinion. Kind of a man's man, kind of a, you know, pillar of the community. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What do you hear from, like, you know, uh, other people? Yeah, it don't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to them. Uh, my name is Joe Snickelfritz, uh, filling in for uh, Mike Casper. And, um, uh, and Mike- I'm Percival Sweden. <laughs> Mike will be back. Mike will be back uh, next week. He's taking some time off for family. Uh, we miss him. And, uh, what you know- was Steve Martin's thing? Gern Blanston. <laughs> I'm Nate Shellman, filling in for uh, filling in for Mike Casper. He's Chris Walton, playing the part of uh, Gern. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm Gern Blanston. Again, for those of you who are considering a life of, uh, of crime or trying to get the state to uh, pay for whatever medical procedure you want to pay for, whether it be a uh, knee replacement or uh, gender reassignment, uh, the state is having trouble in the Department of Corrections finding an IV to carry out a lethal injection. So in case the prison food, uh, prison uh, prison cellmate, and whatever amorous behavior they wish to perform isn't enough to frighten you from not breaking the law, on death row, you don't have cellmates. Oh, okay. They yeah, ki- yeah, he he. Uh, Creech hasn't had a cellmate since he killed uh, his his cellmate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Which by itself is you, you know. But according to the ACLU, he's a harmless a old idea. man. According well, according to the that. elderly, that forty man. years ago. Sorry, elderly. Unless 40, he's got 40, socks 40, and batteries. Yeah, yeah. Mark writes in and says, "In a perfect world, we would have the right to put someone to death for their crimes, but." We have a very uneven judicial system which can and does convict people for crimes they have not done. Untold numbers of people have been executed for something they haven't done because of the uneven and prejudicial mindset of our diverse judiciary. Therefore, all executions should stop. We are not perfect enough to ever make that decision. And there are other people who believe that, too. That If there's even a chance that you'll execute somebody who's not guilty, just stop executing. Well... Don't execute the innocent. I'm a, I, let me be very clear. I'm against executing the innocent. Well, how about that? Quite a limb you're going out on there. I I know. Nuts, huh? Uh, this is not signed, but there's, it says... But there's no doubt that Thomas Creech 
did what he did. There's, yeah. There's no, there's no man with one arm they're looking yeah, for. exactly. Right. Uh, this is not signed, but it says, this is such BS, they would not have any of these problems with a firing squad, and that monster would no longer be among us today. Well, he's not really among us. He is in prison. Which, by the way, is the argument that a number of people used also to get rid of the death penalty. Yeah. You know, if, if they're... They're already removed from society. Right. But the punishment said death, not life in prison. Billy C. says, I am not a big proponent of the death penalty, but I would say the American justice system is extremely fair in the way we treat death row inmates. And again, if you're trying to keep it from getting cruel and unusual, they could have, theoretically, just spent all day trying to get yeah. an, an IV into Thomas Creech's arm. Curtis... Uh, uh, comments on that he says the staff obviously was not trained that well you can go in on the neck hit it every time so i'm not sure why they didn't do that other than they weren't as professional as they say they were well let's let's go to the tape again people ask questions that uh if you're looking for answers you may not get the answer you want why what happened why couldn't they find a good quality Vein. Mr. Creech at this time is back in his cell in F block. Uh, we are planning to allow the death warrant to expire because we don't anticipate a change in status or circumstance that would allow us to continue with the execution today. What they encountered in some instances was an access issue, uh, but in others where they could establish uh, access, they were unable. Uh, it was a vein quality issue. Vein quality issue, so it's not that they couldn't do it, but it was a quality issue. All right, then. Might not have been enough oh. to carry the medicine, uh, the medication or, or, or the chemicals to end his life. Wouldn't want to have a substandard execution. Well, I think it was yesterday you said, it, you know, you, you want to make sure you wet the sponge, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, like if, the, if you don't the, know that the, Green Mile the, reference. In the movie The Green Mile, yeah. Yeah. Because the, the whole idea behind execution to not have it be cruel and unusual mm-hmm. is to make it as sterile and painless, painless as, as possible. possible. Right. So, And in the Green Mile, the, uh, the guy purposely did not wet the sponge that goes on your head before the uh, electrical uh, thing is attached to it. And as such, uh, the guy's head caught on fire. Won't get that smell out of the room for months. Dan wrote in to say the firing squad is legal. What's the problem? They don't have the facility for it. Apparently, you need a specific facility with, uh, I don't know, measurements that we can't find anywhere. Right. And again, there's a firing range right down the road that actually, or sorry, not too far from there. Or there's an indoor one. About ten minutes away, they open at ten, so you, they're 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 open to use anytime mm-hmm. between you know the early morning and ten a.m. Obviously, you'd want to clean up. Festus Hagen, who is the character played by Ken Curtis on uh, Gunsmoke after Chester left, says, uh, "Hey Matt, why don't we do that uh, firing squad thing at that their Idaho Center during the stampede? What you think, Matthew?" That's as good as I can do, Festus. I want to address the public 
uh, entity of this just a little later on today because I've gotten a lot of people who want to watch and be entertained by the death penalty. Kind of want to get into that a little later on. Right now, KBY News Time, uh, 814. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know, I, I will say the most agonizing part of filling in for Mike Casper is having anything to do with trivia with Chris Walton in the room. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Oh, come on. Whatsoever. However, let's get let's get through and then and then we'll revisit the shenanigans off air. All right, Charlie Brooks, Charles Brooks mm-hmm. became the first person executed by lethal injection in what year? There's a number of things that you expect at a hockey game. You expect fighting. There might be a little bit of blood, but there's not lethal injections. If you know what year, you get Steely's tickets. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred JD. You get first crack at this. What year, J.D.? December the 7th, 1982. That matches the answer I have. Well done, J.D. You're going right. to go see some hockey there, eh? Awesome. Okay, hold on. We'll, uh, we'll get you now. Of course, you knew that answer right off the top of your head there, didn't you? Absolutely. Okay, you go to the box. You do five minutes. You feel shame. Hold on, we're going to get more information from you, That's a hockey reference in case you didn't know. Sure it is. Uh, now, Chris? Mm, yes. What weird statistic do you have about Charles oh. Brooks? Well, I was looking up more information about him, and so I just put in Charles Brooks executed. Turns out there were about four different guys named Charles Brooks who have been executed. That one in 1982, other ones more recently and back in the 60s. <sighs> might huh. just might just be a bad luck name. <laughs> I think Charles overall just is. You think so? Between him, well, and one Manson, of them, one of them got to be king, but then again, he did come down with cancer immediately. When we come back, we're we're going to talk with the uh, guys. We're going to talk with some uh, some members of the Idaho legislature when we come back after news. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. There's extra stuff happening now. Hmm. Doesn't happen to Mike Casper. Ah. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. minority, minority leader of the Idaho Senate, are you done trying to win basketball tickets? <laughs> just real quick, real quick, trying to real quick trying to text Broncos to, to just to just to qualify for the sold out uh, Bronco men's basketball game that's going on uh, going on this this weekend. Welcome in, Melissa Wintrow. Welcome in. Well, thanks for having me. It's always just so much fun to be here. Well, I'm not obviously I'm not Mike Casper. Uh, I, I do the afternoon show, but uh, you guys have been busy there. We have news yesterday. Question because we've actually been trying to find. Uh, something from the state all morning long. Yesterday or last year, the firing squad was uh, legalized for use in the uh, for the death penalty. However, the firing squad wasn't used yesterday when they couldn't start an IV on Thomas Creech because of the lack of facilities or lack of lack of something wasn't ready to be used. Where can I, as a citizen, find? 
information Anything. about that? Well, yes. you know what? I don't know. And uh, I'm going to have to do some research on that. Um, it was a real unfortunate scene yesterday in the Idaho Department of Corrections on so many fronts. But as you're uh, mentioning, last year the legislature passed a bill to legalize the firing squad, and there was quite a substantial fiscal note to that. I want to say it was 800000 maybe a million dollars-ish, uh, to build a facility uh, to conduct an execution. So I don't know really where that is. Hmm. Um, I have to say I voted against that bill just because I didn't think that was the best use of tax dollars. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a real unfortunate uh, scenario there yesterday, I think. There was uh, an, an Idaho Senate bill that passed to, to let therapists refuse care if it violates their beliefs. What, 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 what is that about? Well, you know, I, again, voted against that. I feel like mm. the party you know today already. But, you know, the thing that really troubled me about that bill is it basically lets counselors off the hook for ethical practices. You know, when somebody goes to counseling, divorce, mm-hmm. substance abuse, you know, whatever it is, you build trust with your therapist. And if you let them basically say, hey, our values don't align and you're in the middle of therapy, that could go pretty bad for somebody. And what particularly was troubling about this bill is it didn't have a requirement for a referral if your values didn't match. So most professions have ways to conflict out or refer people. But, you know, I think you get in the business of counseling to care for people and put your own values aside and listen and not necessarily direct them. So Mm. I just don't think this bill was uh, necessary. And um, I think it's really problematic for the profession and for folks uh, seeking counseling. Minority Leader of the Idaho Senate, Melissa Wintrow, joining us here in studio. Earlier on this week, there was a uh, bill that was uh, meant to possibly go explain what the process is to review and remove library materials. That bill failed the Senate uh, by one vote to a number of people's surprise. Why did it fail? Other than people voted against it, why did people vote against it? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to see that that library bill did fail. I think it really demonstrates, at least for me, the reason I voted against it is that there really isn't a huge problem in our libraries. There's no pornography there. I think that um, something has kind of gotten blown out of proportion. And when we looked at the number of complaints filed in libraries across the state, it's really not that many. Mm. And um, it's usually about content issues And unfortunately, that relate to um, addressing racism many times and even the LGBTQ community. So um, I don't think the bill basically uh, was putting in like um, substantial processes by which you could bring a complaint to the library. But most of the libraries already have those in place anyway. So my thought in the legislature is you don't pass legislation if it already exists in uh, policy. And I see that happening frequently in the legislature people are trying to pass laws and codify things that are already happening Mm. and i just think that's a waste of taxpayer time and dollars quite frankly there was a a failed senate bill on pesticide labeling and liability Mm. it's going to be heard in a house committee now but uh uh, do you know why it didn't uh, end up doing anything in the senate you know, um, that was a, that was a significant debate on the floor mm-hmm. because really what the bill was doing was releasing some, um, processes by which companies had to, um, describe on their warning labels, um, risk of health and safety. 
And the bill, in my estimation, took a, a vital process away from citizens to actually file a complaint. You know, we have courts of law to let attorneys and experts argue through things, judges to make decisions. We don't want to cut out a process for ordinary, everyday citizens to be able to address a complaint and to make sure that they um, are heard, especially if it's about safety. I mean, pesticides are poison. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there was some fears by the companies and corporations in our state, but there's been no lawsuits in our state. And the fact of the matter is we have tort reform in the state it caps damages anyway. Right. So companies that are worried that they're going to go bankrupt from a lawsuit is, I think, probably not. Um, it's a little, It's I, w- I don't want to say it's irrational. I right. don't you know, use that word, but I, I don't think that's really but the case. They were trying to go from we, we can't sue them for very much to we can't sue them at all? Well, it took away some grounds for the suits and how you made determinations, as well as raising the bar on evidence. Right, clear and convincing instead of preponderance. Mm-hmm. And in front of a jury or peers, you know, y- you can't do that. Minority Leader of the Idaho Senate, Melissa Wintrow, thank you so much for the time. It went so quickly. Thank yes. you. Yes. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> Senator Chris Trakel joining us next. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Senators joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Joining us from the Republican Party out of Canyon County, Senator Chris Trakel joining us here in studio. Welcome in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So, start off with the same question we asked earlier. And the reason I'm asking the question, yesterday there was a uh, failed uh, lethal injection attempt. And a number, number of people, we have, uh, we have firing squad. That's available. Why didn't we use it? The quote was interesting. And I just wanted you to hear it uh, from the Idaho Director of Corrections, Josh Tewalt. Idaho law provides for uh, uh, execution by lethal injection or firing squad now. Uh, we do not have uh, the facilities or physical capabilities of carrying out firing squad, um, and, and we'll continue to work on, on those efforts. My question to you is, this was passed last year, mm-hmm. all right, allowing firing squad, no facilities. So... We're, we've been looking all morning just to try to find what does the Idaho facility, what does Idaho law require for there to be a facility to carry out a firing squad. As a lawmaker, do you know? Uh, I would have to say, as a lawmaker, no, I don't know. I, I'm pretty certain the legislation did not specify, going to micromanaging details, of right. type of facility, type right. of round, type of firearm that has to be used, uh, something like that. Uh, I mean, we've done this in the past. So there should be, they, sh- they should have a pretty good idea. And I would think that they are capable of coming up with how to properly impose this without legislation having to spell it out. The Idaho Senate passed a bill to let therapists refuse care if it violates beliefs. What was the, the purpose of that? Uh, the purpose of that is, is to give patients and the provider uh, peace of mind in knowing that you're not going to get somebody that might have a stark contrast to your personal views that's giving you medical professional help. Uh, so you don't you don't want to go in, for example, uh, let's, let's just use an example. You're, you go in, maybe you're against abortion, your therapist is for abortion. Uh, it's hard to check your personal details at the door mm-hmm. for everybody. So you don't want them subconsciously, not even aware of it themselves, maybe talking you into an abortion or pushing you along that way or something like that. It's just to get people to align with a doctor or care provider that also aligns with their values and beliefs. Wasn't that long ago that uh, the Idaho Senate rejected a bill that would 
spell out the process to remove questionable material from a library, from the uh, from the Senate, the, the library bill, as a lot of people refer to it as. Yes. Uh, it wasn't a partisan vote. There were no. there were a number of Republicans and Democrats against this bill. How did you vote? Uh, I voted. So are you talking about this past one, 1289? Yes. 1289, I did vote against it. Um, I, I voted against it because I felt the process for the parents or those that felt that they're being... Uh, the, the parents that catch the questionable material, they, mm-hmm. they didn't have enough time to be able to report it up through the chain. And the way the process works, you got seven days uh, to, to make stuff happen. It, it, there's just not enough time in there for parents to be able to procedurally go through it. So in your opinion, too cumbersome? Yes. Okay. One of the senators has uh, filed uh, a bill simply to, I guess, give support uh, for the possibility of, of a uh, constitutional convention to maybe set up congressional term limits. Are you in favor of that? Oh, man, that's a good question. That's So that's been my big one this year, back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, I, I've done a ton of research. They brought this last year. I've been reading about it. I've been online. I've been trying to study about it. I've been looking at the past before we were a country, what they did with conventions, listen to a lot of constituents, listen to a lot of people, and I've been very, very much back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Currently, at this moment, I am not for a convention of states. Why not? Uh, I'm not for a convention of states because I've seen some of the language that might be coming about, and I'm really the biggest, uh, when I talk about language, I saw a proposal to the Second Amendment that would come about would, would make you the government allowed to put regulations on, on firearms, which mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of. California. Uh, it might be, yes. And then on top of that, the, just the whole process of how the delegates are picked and, and how it goes, and, and then I have to ask myself, is this the people in the country that I want rewriting the Constitution? So, and those who have been against it have said essentially that, that they're worried that once it's opened up for the convention, that instead of just going in for a single purpose, they might have several things they want to change. And uh, it, it, you feel the same? Yeah, I, I do feel the same. But at the same time, there there are some checks and balances to this. I mean, you still have to have, I believe it's 38 states to ratify anything that does come out of the convention. Mm-hmm. So w- would a Second Amendment change be likely? Probably not, because uh, you're not going to get 38 states to ratify anything. Uh, that drastic or something like that. There are checks and balances to it. I just have I, worries about the delegation process. Gotcha. State Senator Chris Trakel joining us here in studio. Uh, a while ago, there was a report given that Idaho has a number of undocumented illegal immigrants, whatever language you want to use to, to categorize it, who are gainfully employed uh, within different sectors within Idaho. And a number of people want to want to call for mandatory E-Verify for all employers, What's your take on this? So I'm glad you brought that up. I actually just got my RS slip yesterday of my illegal immigration, because it is illegal. They're not undocumented. It's illegal. Uh, illegal immigration bill came through yesterday. It would require E-Verify in the state. It would require medical facilities to notify the state government how much it's costing the taxpayer uh, for illegal immigrants to use public services, the detriment to the public services that uh, cannot be going to that because of that. It would also require, it would make illegal drivers, Illegal alien driver's licenses that are issued from other states, not void in this state. We would not recognize those. That's a switch from a proposal last year from, yeah, from an Idaho lawmaker. <laughs> so uh, it's actually, if you want to go online and see what it does, it's, it's a, a constituent reached out to me. It's, it's Florida passed Senate Bill 1718 last year. Okay. So I took that and converted it over to Idaho law. Uh, and that's what, so right now I'm, I'm trying to get that heard in state affairs. There was a bill that, that passed uh, in the Senate to approve a statewide voter guide. Well, what kind of guide would this be? Uh, so the voter guide, what it is 
put out to be, it, it would be a fairly neutral uh, guy, just letting you know who's running for what office, what position that year. Okay. Worth it? Uh, I voted against it this year. I voted for it last year. Um, I voted against it this year just because uh, talking to more constituents, many, many people want this thing, and I think it would be great. But coming from the state, it's going to be so neutral, I don't think you're really going to get much information out of it that's going to tell anything about uh, the voter or the person running. And on top of that, I am a firm believer that the party should be putting out the information so they can get the information. Why is the taxpayer paying for other people's was it, was it $350,000? Okay. I got it down to. And, and like you, you described it, you said it would be kind of neutral. I mean, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> very neutral. Exactly. Going through the uh, the Idaho legislature this year, you guys are uh, either either have received or are about to receive a $200 million facilities bill, which has been described either as a quilt or a Christmas tree, depending on who's uh, who's describing it. How would you describe it? Um, it's, it's got a little bit of everything in there. It definitely is. Uh, I, I, I like the term Christmas tree. I think it's kind of funny, but I was born on Christmas, so I might be a little biased in that direction. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it touches on a lot of subjects there. Uh, right now I will be voting against it because I do believe it is, it, it's unconstitutional with the more, one, more than one subject rule. So I will not be voting for the bill. Explain that. Uh, I mean, you've got, You've got the increase to the school maintenance fund. All right, that's that's one issue. So there's education. Then you have a uh, income tax reduction. Okay. So there's another issue there. Then it, it creates a, a board. Uh, so there's another issue that you have there. It deals with four day, five day school weeks. There's another issue there. Um, so in just, I mean, how do you lump school facilities in with income tax reduction? They Idaho. They're not tied together with me. Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, who who defines the who, who defines the the subject? Uh well, you know, last time 2021 I think was the special session this came up mm-hmm. as well. Uh I think the AG weighed in on it and said that it was a single subject, but I remember sitting up there with uh Brian Lenny, we were sitting up in the the gallery. Uh and a lot of these senators as we watched were talking about, yeah, this is possibly unconstitutional, but then they ended up voting for it. And they said, this is the only time we're going to do it. Well, here we are, two years mm-hmm. later, doing it again. So, it, it, I mean, that's government for you. The Senate voted to uh, ease gun suppressor regulations. Who was against it and why? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my set head exactly who was against it. Um, I'm pretty certain the Democrats were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just a platform issue. Um, I can't recall. I'm sorry, my memory you no know, I've been blown up okay. a few times. <laughs> but... Uh, I can't recall if any specific Republicans voted against it or not. I'm sure there were. I can't remember what it passed by. But all right, how's uh, on track to be done when? Uh, well, they're saying what the 22nd of next month. I I don't buy that for a minute. But uh, who knows? We are doing double sessions right now. We're coming in in the morning. We're coming in and and stay, doing another session in the evening. So we might hit that end date, but I doubt it. I'm I'm thinking more like April. There's a failed Senate bill uh, on pesticide labeling and liability. It's going to be heard in a House committee now. But what was wrong with the bill? Uh, it gave up state sovereignty uh, in our decision-making and made it totally 100% on the federal government. What the federal government says is what the federal government says, and Idaho really had no retortion against that. State Senator Chris Trakel, I appreciate the time. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Talk, talk to you on the phone a couple times just on the spur of the moment. Good to, good, good to have you wake up early. Yeah, no, yeah, great to be in here. So, All right, so we, you, you heard it here. The goal is March 22nd. Whether or, not that, uh, whether or not that date is held to remains to be seen. When we come back, going to further discuss what happened yesterday with the Idaho Department of Corrections, again, with the, uh, with, with the failed attempt to execute Thomas Creech, 
via lethal injection, failure to be able to start and maintain an IV on Thomas Creech. Your reaction to that at 208-336-3700. We also have uh, one more hour for you to register to win. Text Broncos to win Bronco tickets for this Saturday's battle. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shelman here filling in for Mike Casper this week. Mike Casper will be back in studio hosting duties as a co-hosting duties as assigned here on the Casper and Chris show. So, Chris, it's uh, it's been fun. Really? Yes. For me. I, well, I don't know how it's been for you. Oh, it's been fantastic. Has it? Yeah. You're lying. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, you're happy because you're happy because the the lawmakers brought uh, brought brought num num nums. Uh, and I guess Melissa Wintrow uh, d- did show up with pastries today. So thank you very much for that. I find it interesting, and in, in you know, it, it's kind of a gotcha moment. Lawmakers they 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 vote on the law, they pass the law, but when you talk about a law from last year, you know, hey, remember that thing last year? To expect them to remember. Every yeah. single line item and detail and, and, and intricacy um, isn't fair. It's not. Well, to be fair, though, some can do it, but to be fair, some of them are you know, more normal. However, it does go to question this thing was passed last year. There was some amount of money put into allocated to it, yeah, allocated to implement firing squad. And yesterday, again, to, to replay the, the quote that we were all told, why wasn't the firing squad used? Here's the answer. Idaho law provides for uh, uh, execution by lethal injection or firing squad now. Uh, we do not have uh, the facilities or physical capabilities of carrying out firing squad. Um, and, and we'll continue to work on, on those efforts. I have questions. I don't know if the people who are charged with uh, creating the facility to carry out a firing squad also were in charge of what is now the Zions Bank building, uh, which was also a hole in the middle of Boise for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And neither does the Idaho legislature. (laughs) Josephine writes in and says there is the never used hanging room at the old penitentiary they could use. Well, we right at the moment, hanging is not approved. Right. Hang, and and that might rub some people the wrong way, but there's approved methods of the state to execute a prisoner. It, we've said this a number of times off air, and we'll say it on mm-hmm. air. Uh, none of us are of any lack of ideas no. on how to it's, kill a prisoner. Yeah. Killing somebody is, is, is not the problem. There are lots and lots of ways that that can be done. The problem is uh, getting uh, the legislature or somebody of that nature to pass a way to execute somebody. Uh, Marine Bob says, easy solution for an execution, have a container the size of a phone booth, hook up a hose from an automobile to the container, start auto and wait. A painless death that is used by many for suicide cost is almost zero. However, I mean, that's... uh, before they had lethal injections, it was very common for people to use the gas chamber, which was very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Where, and and they used to tell them, uh, "Don't fight it; just take a big breath and get it over with." And what was that? The Mississippi burning? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, where that is, but you know, looking at the convulsions, looking at whatever go, mm-hmm. what, what, whatever, whatever is associated with that, it's not going to be pleasant no matter how you shake it out. And again, the idea is to make a state, make a government execution as painless mm-hmm. and sterile and matter of fact as possible, non-eventful in any way, shape, or form. Richard says, I work with older people all day that have bad veins. A simple ultrasound can find one every time. They have a medical department. This is an embarrassment. I think there were a lot of people embarrassed by it. I'm, I'm guessing perhaps our attorney general was. Well, sure. And the question is why? Why and how? And it, it could go to reason that maybe, possibly, I don't know for sure, Maybe the prisoner deliberately dehydrated himself, deliberately. How long would you have to do that, though, for your veins not to show up at all? I mean, not uh, not good enough. Anywhere from 72 to 48 hours, mm. depending on what else he's doing. I mean, you could also work up a sweat and just not bring in, t- bring in any, any, uh, any more fluids. So, and then, well, why did they just give him an IV? Why did they just give him fluids? They couldn't start an IV. That, you know. Yeah, whether whether it's a banana bag for those of you that know that term, uh, or 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 not, they they couldn't start the IV. Period. Why didn't they just put in a port? I don't know. This is not signed, but it says so. Would it be too inhumane to have Creech jog or walk around the prison yard before they go looking for veins? I don't get the can't find a vein excuse. And isn't it cruel and unusual to tell a man he is going to die today and then let him live? Uh, I mean, it depends on what's on the menu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. Probably yeah. between the two, that's the one he preferred. Woo! I made it another night. What mm-hmm. do we got? Oh, meatloaf. Oh, Reminds me of a true grit. They don't call him Lucky Ned for nothing. 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. A number of us are frustrated. A number of people who wanted this sentence carried out, frustrated. Number of you calling for for this process to be completely public, not a private event. I have personal Half, thoughts on that. Half time on Monday Night Football, like uh, honestly, the, the, the George Carlin, uh, right. the George Carlin bit that you and I both know and can almost quote well, verbatim. His his idea just make them crucifixions. Well, he also had a plinko idea too. Yeah. So where you, you cut, yeah, off, right. cut off the head and then it falls into one of these twelve holes and somebody yeah. gets money. Yeah. Or, or pay-per-view. Uh, pay-per-view, I hear a lot of people say, well, you make it pay-per-view and have the money raised go to benefit the victims. Jay, uh, uh, Jay writes, in the state of Utah maintains a firing squad facility in Draper, Utah. Last deaths by firing squad in Utah, Gary Gilmore, 1977, John Albert Taylor, 1996, and Ronnie Lee Gardner, 2010. We talked about him earlier. Let's go to Randy in Meridian, listening on 93.1 KBOI-FM. Go ahead, Randy. Hey, good morning, guys. Talked to you yesterday about this situation. I'm, I'm not a jump on execute everybody. I believe in the some of the processes, they always t- seem to take too long. But in this case, are you kidding me? And I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying about it. They need to figure it out. Yeah. And my uh, thought about it today is go look at what he did to those people. Come up with the most gruesome painful thing that happened illegal that he did illegal yeah. well i know i know but that, that's i mean just, i mean, it, that I mean would it, discourage it, people from murdering people when you have essentially a, a sense of fairness which i think most people are born with you think well an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth 
you know, if he did something terrible, then something terrible should happen to him. But that's why we have the death penalty, uh, you know, to the point that we have it and, and, and not, you know, cruel and unusual punishment. And Randy, I, I've heard this comment in, in varying forms so many times. And a number of people say it, and it's to a degree, it's kind of fun to say. Well, why don't we do the same thing to him that that uh, that that he did yeah. to others? Turn about is fair play, right? The problem is, is not everyone's built for that. You know, if you're working in the Department of Corrections, if you're working as a doctor, if you're working as anything, not everybody signs up for these jobs. You do realize carrying out an execution might be part of your job, but in essence, all that is is starting an IV. All in us plugging in a bag, not However, being the same kind of monster, not being yeah. the same kind of torturer that he was, not being not using the same kind of violence there are, that he did. Not everyone's built for that. There are plenty of people though for whom revenge is 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 perfectly. I mean, they they don't imagine it as being something terrible at all. They imagine as if I'm getting revenge on somebody, it's going to feel great. And every time we talk about this, somebody calls up and volunteers. To be the one to shoot, or to be the one to you know to pull the uh, sure the lever or whatever you need to do. But it's also not their job. True, it's somebody else's job. It's a nurse, or it's a guard, or it's somebody else there who didn't take that job just so they could kill somebody. They took that job mostly as a starting point in law enforcement and moving on from there. Or they took that job to counsel, or they took that job to get more practice taking care of people, not or, beating the life out of somebody. Or occasionally just to make a living. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. More of your calls on yesterday's failed execution next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper, back in the big chair next week. Tomorrow. Oh. Me or you? What, tomorrow? Yeah. Me or you what? Who's... Who says who's filling in tomorrow? Who says? Yeah. You want to say I, it or you want me to say I, it? I, oh, I see. Because you, you you already told me. Uh-huh. Um, how about you say it? I'm all for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the nostalgia. Well, for the first part of the show, <laughs> Derek... Uh-huh. Who oh, you right. work with every day. There's not much uh, nostalgia there. Well, I think that's a great choice. Part back to today. Not the entire show. Because... He, He's Too got, much. He's got enough problems. And uh, then, and then, we 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 brought in the marquee. We brought in the legend, Paul J. Schneider, going to be joining uh, g- g- just just for a one day only. Yeah. Open line Friday, open phones Friday, uh, eight thirty to ten. Paul J. Schneider getting in the big chair. This is so important. We actually canceled legislators. No. Why ruin a Why ruin a reunion with politics? <laughs> Why do it, Paul J. Schneider? Because uh, let's face po- it, politics have ruined a lot of reunions in the past ten years or so. He's not doing anything, right? No, he's, I mean, he's got stuff. No, he doesn't. No, he like not not important stuff. Being retired is a thing. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. He comes in once a month. I uh, I help him record the commercials, 
And, uh, you know, and I asked him earlier on this week, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, would you, would you consider uh, would you consider doing a couple fill-ins? Mostly because if you say no, and I know you're going to say no, I'm going to have to wake up every damn morning. Um, and, and he so, thought about it. So this it. essentially was about you. I, well, yeah. Okay. But, Chris, you'd have been proud of me. You'd have been, I, I layered it on thick. I, I, got, I, the, I had the puppy dog eyes. Actually, that does make me proud. <laughs> I had the puppy dog eyes. I had the bottom lip going. I had oh, the bottom please. lip quiver. Oh, please, please. I said, hey, you know, and, and then, I, then I went into varying different forms of guilt, you know. You know, the audience cares. The audience asks about you, which, by the way, the audience does. Yes, they do. All the time. Hey, how's Paul J doing? You know what? Here for yourself. There, there are people who, uh, who you know, call us up and, and they say, well, I've been listening to this station, you know, since back when it was Paul J and, and Lon Dunn. Yeah, and, and, Dunn and uh, Snyder, yeah. He said, I, you know, I've never missed a day. And, and they, then they tell Casper, you and your friend there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, that's... <laughs> That's fine. I, I've been on the show for 23 years, but if you haven't memorized my name yet, that's okay. It's fine with me. Step away from being called Little Buddy. So, <laughs> but yeah, Paul, J, Paul, Paul J's uh, Paul J's coming in tomorrow, uh, and you know, be fun. It was either that or we had to wait till after spring training because mm-hmm. he's getting ready to go down well, and, uh, and and watch some spring training as he normally does. Is, he loves the Cubs, so just a. Just a fun thing. Yeah. Just just a fun little lark. Well, we're going to have a good time. So, uh, there you go. 208-336-3700. You still have 37 minutes to type Bronco to text Broncos to 208-336-3700. Sold out game against New Mexico this Saturday. We're talking about yesterday's failed execution and again. It's it's it is interesting after hearing from two lawmakers that the state passed uh, a firing squad uh, being used, being able to be used and, legally. And what did they both say when we said, so what are the specifics? They said, well, I don't know. We, we, we don't know. Why isn't the Department I, of Corrections able neither, to carry out a firing squad? Ne- neither of them remembered there being a lot of specifics in the bill that they passed. Yeah. Just that, okay, we can use a firing squad. Okay, good. Well, what's that involved? Well, somebody gets a gun. I mean, what else is there, really? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot more. There would be safety precautions, which is at every gun range, indoor, outdoor, Mm, probably some hearing protection for, I'm guessing, those doing the shooting and those observers. I don't know if the prisoner would also require hearing. So so his eardrums don't get get hurt when, when they're killing him? Chris? As ridiculous as you say that, I, that I might be, they put lidocaine I know. over the injection site, which is something they don't do when you give blood. They used to do a blindfold, right? So they don't want you to see it coming. Well, you wouldn't anyway. Bullets are pretty fast. True. 208-336-3700. Paul Nampa, you're on News Talk KBOI. Go ahead, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Sodium, uh, well, I forget the name of it. Penethol? No, not the penethol. Anyway, you could get him yeah, to tell anyway, the truth. There's, there's a pill that you can take that killed you. It killed Herman Goering in the cell, and, and he got out of the hangman's noose by taking it. Somebody slipped him a pill back when it was uh, the Nuremberg trials. He was one of the ones that, that escaped justice, basically, because he was given the the pill um you know the, the thing i see the most about 
is, you know, justice delayed, delayed, justice denied. You know, it's another day, but I think one thing that we could work on if we could get the Attorney General of the State of Idaho is let's find a way so that we, we shorten these appeals, the ones that just keep coming at one after another after another, and it just keeps delaying it and delaying it out to the point where it's not really going to be necessary. Now, I'm not saying cut them off completely from appeals. Right, right. In, in, and you've said you've actually called into the to the radio station six times to say the exact same thing. So I'm just I, I've heard it. Um, got it. Noted. Etched. But it wasn't just the prisoner appeals. Gehring uh, apparently took a cyanide capsule. And so did Hitler. So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that would do it. So at the same time, whether or not that's approved, who knows? Uh I don't know. When it comes to the appeals, going back to going back to Paul's call, it wasn't just the prisoner appeals that hold this whole thing up. People, ACLU tries to get rid of the death penalty all the time, trying to find the uh, uh, the chemicals needed to carry out a uh, a lethal injection were hard to come by for a mm-hmm. while. Costly arguments being made that it's not worth it. It's not worth this. It's not worth that. Every because there is a group out there that is just dead set against use of the death penalty 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless phone 1-800-529-kby more of your calls more of your texts after news broadcasting from the auto ranch group studios on 93.1 fm and 670 am we are news talk kboi nate showman here filling in for mike casper Casper will be back on Monday. Paul J. Schneider going to be in studio tomorrow. All right. 8.30 to 10. 8.30 to 10. Thankfully, i got to find some of the old imaging. A blast from the recent past. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, he comes in every month, but he just, you know, walks around like his name's on the place. (laughs) It is. It is. We, (laughs) we, we, We work in the Paul J. Schneider building. Named it after him and then found the worst marker we could possibly find to, to say this is the Paul J. Snyder building because it looks like a tombstone. So, well, yes and no. I mean, got his picture uh, on it. I know that, but I, I like it. I think it's kind of cool. I do too because it looks like a tombstone. <laughs> Paul J. thinks it, looked, it does too. 208 336 3700. Somebody who doesn't have a tombstone yet is uh, Thomas Creech. Because uh, they, they couldn't put him to death yesterday. He doesn't need one yet. And that's called a tie-in. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to Mike in Meridian, listening on 670 KBY AM. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys, and kudos on having Paul J. back for tomorrow. All right. I want to uh, suggest something regarding the, uh, the firing squad issue. I, I recommend you guys watch the movie Paths of Glory. Circa 1957, mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas, Adolf Manju, George McCready. It's the best fiery, the best World War One, one movie yeah. ever made. You got and there's a firing squad. Wasn't that Stanley TV. Kubrick too? Uh, pardon? Wasn't wasn't that one of Stanley Kubrick's early yes, movies? Yes, it yeah. was outstanding, mm-hmm. outstanding movie. Anytime it's on, I watch it again. It's really. Great, great stuff. Besides the firing squad thing, it's just a real good movie. Felt pretty That's unfair though suggestion. at the end, didn't it? Pardon? I said it felt pretty unfair at the end, didn't it? Of course.
course it did. You, you've <laughs> no, seen don't ruin it. it. I haven't oh, I seen have, it yeah. yet. That's okay. I'm sorry. Oh, a very good, excellent. Movie. If you don't, if you don't, okay, got it, got it. I, uh, if you don't mind me asking, though, why should I watch this? Well, Period. It's a firing squad, right? But it's a movie. Yes, it's a movie. That's right. You so, will totally enjoy it. if you're a history guy. Mm-hmm. Nate, so it's real life. Are, okay, so it. so it's a, it's a real life account of something uh, of a true yes. t- of, a, of a retelling. Yes. Okay. War in the trenches. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I dig it. I appreciate it, Mike. What happens when you're in a French trench? Hmm. Oh, that's what the movie is. Well, I mean, that's the beginning. Of it. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. God, I thought I thought you were setting me up for a joke. <laughs> you uh, did too? Not, not really. Yeah. I was just yeah. rhyming two words together. I, <laughs> Bruce writes in and says, regarding the execution death by injection, I, as a used-to-be veterinarian, am a bit mystified by the difficulties that plague those professionals at the prison. We veterinarians euthanize numerous suffering animals, always a sad, regrettable event. In my experience, uh, such an often emotional service must go well it does go well the chemical administered in the vein of a horse for example caused sudden total collapse within seconds in my experience i'm puzzled for whatever reason they couldn't find the vein now i i'm one of those people who uh, apparently it's difficult to find veins on because whenever i go in and have to give blood mm-hmm. Uh, the person comes in and usually pokes my left arm four or five times and then goes over and pokes my right arm four or five times. And at some point, usually finds a vein eventually. But mostly, I I think, you know, just by, uh, uh, you know, the process of elimination. Yeah. I've already poked everywhere but here, so let's try there. Here's the ironic part is yesterday after the show, I had to go to my doctor and Mm -hmm. give blood uh, for for testing. And? And, um... Chris, go ahead and give a play-by-play on what you, you are. I, I don't see very well, but I think you have a Band-Aid there. That's not a Band-Aid. Oh, what is that? That is uh, a raised place. That yeah. is uh, that. That is what happens when the needle goes through the vein. Is that right? Yes. Um, that's a little. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's a bit uh, gruesome looking. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, uh, and 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 here's the other two on my uh, on my left arm. Really? From uh, for, so three times it took for the and and this is somebody I pay. That's the size of a caterpillar on your right arm. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's, you know, you know that's those, somebody I'm paying. You know, the, you know those raised tattoos that people get for some reason. Uh huh. It looks yeah. like one of those. Yeah, like branding. So, the irony of all this again, not everything's about me, but the whole phlebotomy science uh, execution of you know you're going under the skin, and sometimes there's complications. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. They didn't work on me for an hour. They got it. They but, got but it apparently done eight, in about five minutes. Apparently, eight times is all you're allowed to try if you're at the prison. Is that the deal? I don't know what the standard is because the the only thing I know is they're trying to avoid any Improprite. anything that comes close to cruel and unusual punishment, and that's the standard that a lot of us present, my myself included, have a difficult time getting around because. Everybody out there has experienced pain. Thomas Creech's uh, victims experience pain. The uh, the families of the victims have experienced emotional pain. Pain is out there for everybody, and the only and, and it seems maddening to a lot of people that the only thing the state is concerned about is the comfort 
of Thomas Creech. But understand, if Thomas Creech faces and experiences any pain whatsoever, everybody else on death row right. can pretty much but, set their Netflix to record whatever they want because they're <laughs> never going to be put to death. Neither neither U.S. law nor Idaho law, though, allows for just an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Right. Uh, which, uh, you know, I, I think you're, you're born, like I said, most people are born with sort of an innate sense of fairness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, th- this is fine, this is fine. Wait a minute, that's not fair. You didn't give somebody a chance or you didn't give me a chance, whatever. But in, in this particular case, even though somebody has done something terrible, like, you know, been a serial killer or whatever, beaten somebody to death, you can't just beat them to death. In return. In return, according right. to the law. And. I know it sounds interesting or it sounds weird that a number of people would call a radio station and go, well, I would. I'd have no problem with it. It's not your job. It's not your job. There's other people who sign up. Oddly enough, if you want to be an executioner, chances are you won't get hired as one because you may have the wrong attitude. You're not supposed to enjoy it. That sounds weird, but you're not supposed to enjoy. If you enjoy taking life, you might need to see somebody. Yeah, they Honestly, might, they, they might send you to the shrink first and, and, and then back to the interview. Police don't enjoy shooting robbers or shooting criminals. Police enjoy keeping the community safe. Soldiers don't enjoy killing people. They enjoy keeping the country safe. Ideally. That's the I, enjoyable part. I, ideally. Yes. When they get, and by the way, when they get to the part where they do enjoy taking life, that, like Chris, you just said, mm-hmm. that is your your next stop is an office. Your whether you want it to be or not, your next stop is an office. Curtis says the only problem here is the government standing in the way, being stupid. The prison is out in a fairly desolate area. Back him up to the fence, place five guys with guns in front of him, and pull the trigger. Well, Chris Trakel, when he was in here, said seven guys, and basically the same thing. Whatever the number is, yeah. yeah. Put him against a pole. Well, I mean, we don't have the facilities. Uh, and and again, it was a loose quote. I get a text message here. Uh, it was a loose quote from uh, Senator Wintrow, who was guesstimating that there was a fiscal note of anywhere from 800000 mm-hmm. to a $1 million that was passed last year. Okay. I think 800000 is what it was. Okay. So... What? You know, we talk about, I mean, now we kind of get into the fiscal end of this and say, well, if you guys attach money to it so we could pass this thing and implement it, well, we needed it, and now we don't have it. Well, who'd they put in charge? Because it could have been somebody, you know, who hired an architect from Paris. 208-336-3700. Rod, Garden Valley, listening on 670 KBY AM. Go ahead, Rod. How are you today, fellas? Okay, how are you, Rod? Good, good. Heading to the doctor. <laughs> I hope all goes well. Uh, on, the, on the Thomas Creech deal, you know, he was judged guilty by a, a uh, jury of his peers. Uh, how long ago? <laughs> uh, well, the first time was 50 years ago, and then the second time was 40 years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this guy shouldn't have been alive for a long time. And uh, they've, uh, I guess he's done it again. Yeah. Somehow. Whether, and, and that's an allegation that a number of people have alluded to, that maybe he deliberately dehydrated himself to make it difficult for someone to start the IV. 
Now, this happened one time in, in Ohio. It's, 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 it's happened in Ohio. It's happened in Alabama. It's happened in a number of states where they couldn't start an IV on a lethal injection. This mm-hmm. isn't the first time. And all they did in every single one of those scenarios was postpone it till a date later, and then the prisoner was eventually put to death. So a lot of a lot of us are saying, well, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. Well, you know what? Next week or soon, it'll be past us. There was a guy back in the 1920s who tried to gain so much weight that they wouldn't be able to fit him into the electric chair. And he did. He gained a great deal of weight. But uh, when it came time to go, he fit that thing like a glove. <laughs> Build a bigger chair. 208-336-3700. Not that difficult. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. You have 15 minutes to text Broncos to 208-336-3700 and get in the running for the sold-out Bronco basketball game this Saturday. Boise State taking on New Mexico at Extra Mile Arena. More of your calls next. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. I'm Nate Shellman, filling in for Mike Casper. Chris Walton here. You just host the rest of the show just in that tone of voice. You want to be a part of the show? Go like ahead. You're on, like you're on NPR. Call in. No, I have a different voice for that. <laughs> I've practiced that voice. <laughs> I, I could do my Bongino liner voice and just go, eh. Want to call in and what we're talking yeah. about? If you want, go ahead. I'm up after these guys. Hey. No, my NPR voice. Mm. That's my soothing voice. Here, no, that, that, that music is too, uh, that's, that's too exciting. Uh, welcome in. To the Casper and Chris show. My name is Nate Shellman. I normally do after you. Again, the rock and roll is just a little, it's angering me. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Can you possibly stop playing music? <laughs> yeah, John, who is that guy? Uh, John. Quit it. John writes in and says each attempt to find a vein was a multi step process, including inflating a blood pressure cuff to try to make veins more prominent sterilizing the skin and numbing the area. Each attempt took about four to six minutes. After nearly an hour and eight attempts to find a suitable vein in which to administer an IV to deliver the lethal medications, staff were unable to continue and the execution execution was halted. Why don't we have public hangings as in the past? We don't need this namby-pamby comfortable execution. Uh, You need to talk to the legislature about that because they are the ones who set the... uh, uh, form of execution or the method of execution that we use, and the only things they've appro- approved so far are lethal injection and firing squad. Yeah, I mean, once upon a time it was legal, and then somehow it just didn't make the list. Other yeah. states do have hangings. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. You can also text into that number. Get a text message here that says, "For the firing squad, couldn't they just empty out a broom closet or rarely use maintenance room at the prison?" Again. It's it's all part of the rules. It, it, we, it, it's it's easy to find a place to shoot somebody. It's easy yeah. to shoot somebody. It's easy to do all those criminals things. Criminals do it wherever they please. We just have to kind of get permission for it. Now, that being said, for whomever texted in, we actually have, and when I mean we, mm-hmm. I mean Derek, actually has gone through exhaustively looking for specifications on firing squad, uh, what it takes to carry one out. And what yeah. have you found so far? Where's this coming from? It's brutal. This is South Carolina, and I and I say brutal in the sense that it's taken me what four hours. Yeah, and I've gone through. I mean, the internet's a powerful tool, 
but no, nothing so far as far as schematics of the room that you got to build with an eight hundred thousand dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So here's one that was built for fifty three thousand. Oh, South Carolina, state funding renovations. They renovated an electric chair facility. So wherever the electric chair was in a room, okay. uh, installation of bullet resistant glass between the death chamber and witnesses as well as metal chair into which the inmate will be strapped. They also cut into the brick wall of the chamber to make an aperture through which the three shooters, all volunteer employees, by the way, in South Carolina, from the corrections department, will thread their weapons all loaded with live ammunition. The aperture is 15 feet from the condemned, situated in a corner of the room, according to a memo released last month by the prison's agency, while the inmate will be visible to witnesses, officials said that the shooters and their weapons will not be visible. Hmm. And they probably need, like, a sight or something. Yeah, to make sure. Yeah. Some people need to shoot using a sight. Red dot? Yeah. Something. Some people could just do it with without a sight. Clint Eastwood. No, no. True, sh- true shooters don't need a sight. Maybe with the aperture, maybe it's just... It's pre-aimed, and you just walk up and pull the trigger. That, that could be, yeah. Uncle Jimmy! What is happening? Good morning, guys. Go for it. What do you got? If you could do a voice for the rest of the show, could you just do Thurston Howell? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're getting tight on time, lovey. Go ahead. All right. So we, we have our... our Great law enforcement here in the Treasure Valley. We have how many pounds and pounds of fentanyl have we taken in in the last couple of years? Not approved for to, use to use in a lethal injection. I'm not saying for a lethal injection. I'm saying it's you know his lunchtime, it's his dinner time, it's his breakfast. You fill his milkshake full of a lethal dose, and it's done, over with, no problem, no mess. Again, the problem not. It, the, the problem really isn't that we don't know how to kill somebody. It's that we can't seem to get permission, you know, to, to do it in, in, in really interesting ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and to the point of whether it's poisoning or uh, poisoning someone's food or starving them or any of the other fantastic ideas somebody has come up with, walk that line with a purpose to not make the state not make the humanity of the people carrying out the, the 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 sentence worse or on par with the condemned supposed to be better than them it's not supposed to be an event it's just supposed mm-hmm. to happen and be done with it's not supposed to we're not don't want to use the same type of planning for entertainment or for personal satisfaction because that's what they did. Don't take any pride in this. Don't take. Don't don't get any glee out of this. So just my two cents. Bob says. So what happened to the eight hundred k that they supposedly set aside for those sitting squad? Uh, Great question. One one would hope it is still in the bank. Uh, however, like I said, uh, maybe they gave it to a. <laughs> maybe they gave it to a contractor. <laughs> See you this afternoon. 